0: imagine you are someone's creation waking up in strange environs moved by wires stitched in place imagine a creature brought to life for someone else's purpose this is the gullum in hebrew gullum means shapeless mass or embryo in jewish folklore judah lo ben bezalel a rabbi the late 16th century rabbi of Prague brings a golem to life to protect the people. But Frankenstein's monster is a golem too. What would it mean to be constantly made and remade by others? And how could the golem ever find its own self-expression? These are questions posed and answered by disabled artist and activist Riva Lair in Golem Girl. An artist born with spina bifida, she shares a complex story of growing up with a visible disability, undergoing surgeries, and finding a path to her artistic self. Gollum Girl is filled with the awareness of the political nature of disability, too. Intensely personal observations and memories are illustrated with the bright colors of Riva's paintings. Hello, Peculiars. I just wanted to start with that because I wanted to give you a sense of just how gorgeous Riva's paintings are as a kind of uh, introduction to what a gorgeous person she is. And actually, in preparation for her being here tonight, I uh, I even got a little color going in the hair here because, you know, one has to prepare for this kind of guest. Don't you think so, Davey?
1: Oh yes and I I told Riva before the show I feel like I've been living her life along with her for the last week it's she really does in the book take you along through her life and
0: uh it's so evocative and i feel like yeah you're right you completely feel like you're there um and it's wonderful i'm already seeing notes in the comment people saying so and inter- uh, kristen meston saying so entertaining and personal and formative all at the same time it's a truly wonderful book so uh without further ado i would love to introduce riva <laughs> that was your explosion <laughs> After that
2: video, Brandy, I think you may be my favorite human. That <laughs> <It was> really,
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, I know, I do love my videos. Please
2: give me a coffee, I can Perfect. just watch in the middle of the night when I can't sleep.
0: Anyway, thank you for that. Well, it, it's so wonderful to have you online. Um, I a lot of people are talking about how excited they were about the show today. Uh, we have a lot of folks here Tori and Amberly, Kristen um sadie we've got some some a lot of our regulars are here today for those of you who might be new to the show over on the side uh of your screen there is a place to chat and if you choose the live chat you can see what we're saying in real time and you can type in your comments as well we really encourage you to do this partly because then we can also put your questions up on the screen and that way you can ask questions live of Riva, and um, and we can we can get to know you better as well. So please make sure that you are are taking advantage of that. Quick thing to remember for all the rest of your peculiars, you are lagged just a little bit when you type in your comments. So those of you who have questions, please queue them up now. I star them, and then we get to them throughout the course of the show. So don't hesitate, uh, jump in when you know jump in now because it it does take a little bit of time. So Riva. I have some announcements to do, but I wanted to start with Kristen Meston had a question. Like first off, she was like, okay, gotta, gotta go. Gotta, gotta do the thing. She said, tell us about the chapter titles of the book. How did you settle on movie titles? How is that your, you know, what, what led you to that?
2: Well, I really wanted to keep uh, emphasizing that this was a story about monsters Mm -hmm. and um, I I tried in the book not to come down too heavy on certain things uh, to become repetitive (laughs) to the point that I got a complaint on Goodreads and just never go there. But one day I I was weak of will and I looked at Goodreads and there was this long complaint about how I had called the book Golem Girl and yet there were no golems in it. (laughs) Uh... How much of it did you read? But so I wanted to keep um, connecting back to this history of monsters. And what was really fun was um, after I'd write a chapter, uh, I'd start thinking, okay, so what it's it's uh, movies and it's books um, and the occasional TV show, I think, as titles. So trying to find uh, a horror film that went along with the chat, the Mm -hmm. I can't talk with the chapter was hilarious i ended up stumbling into the world of extremely bizarre 1970s uh totally off 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 hollywood films about like killer
0: uh uh, yoga instructors things like oh okay (laughs) hey you know nothing i don't know there's the there's a whole veloci pastor i don't know if you've watched the veloci pa- it's a Velosa raptor who's a pastor who kills bad guys yeah so i mean <laughs> like you know they're out there <laughs> Sadie says "Gollum, Gollum are magic yes and that is your book is very magical there's such a sense of um i i sort of forgot so i had read it uh ages ago i, I actually for those of you who don't know i i'd actually interviewed Riva for my um Uh, for my my other podcast for Medical Humanities, but this time I listened to it. Mm -hmm. And I tend to read so quickly that sometimes I think I actually miss the poetry of language. And so listening to it was just such a a beautiful experience i was really really touched by how much you i would almost it's like magical realism reading your book is like reading magical realism that's actually real um and for me that was that was just a a a gorgeous and beautiful thing um and so the reading the writing itself is fun you're funny in ways i was not expecting you know which i get i have a lot of sort of graveyard humor surprising no one who watches this show um but I do. And um, so, you know, I, I tend to make light of certain situations, but you will just have this, like, you'll just give us this, this scene that is sort of like super like, Oh wow. So intense. And then you'll just make this crack. And I'm like, how? (laughs) And by the way, I'm on the treadmill when I'm listening to these things. And so, you know, (laughs) if you make me fall off the treadmill, that's usually, that's, that's kind of the sign um, that we've, that we've done good things.
2: It's like when Terry Gross snorts. The people that go on fresh air try really hard to get Terry
0: Gross to smart. That's yeah, like yeah. the gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so we're that's just a, a prep. This book is amazing. Um, we don't have to ask you why you wrote it, because sometimes we do that, but that's a little unnecessary with this particular time. Um so we're gonna ask you more interesting questions, but uh but first we're gonna get to some announcements. So the rest of you can queue up your your questions while we're doing that. All right. So live chat, talk to us in the chat. Please, please talk to us in the chat. Sadie just said, oh my God, yes, the fresh air snow. (laughs) It is the best, isn't it? Um, And so please do not forget that you can talk to us in the chat. I always forget to say this to people. And then later they're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Um, Next up, Davey. Okay. As you all know, I had to leave Substack because the owner is an ableist, uh, Homophobic, racist person as it turns out. So we're we're back to our newsletter being on Mailchimp. So if you guys could please um, uh, check in and sign up for the newsletter. Most of you, I transitioned everybody who was already a follower, so you're fine. You're already there. This is the newsletter feed for those of you who uh, who aren't already following. If you get the newsletter, you get the cocktail recipes and the links and all the other stuff uh, right in there. Okay, next is Patreon. We also were using Substack as our uh, members thing. And as I, I think I mentioned to several of you, I had to pause all payments when we switched everything over. So we're back to Patreon, and uh, we do not yet have our annual subscriptions up, but we do have our monthly subscriptions up. Annual subscriptions, we're gonna be doing our annual drive, coming up here very soon. I'll be revealing who all the authors are gonna be in season five. We've got some very cool, exciting stuff, um, but your monthly memberships are available on Patreon. We now have changed them. So there is a $5 amount category that gets you into our free, uh, or gets you into our VIP shows. And I can't tell you how much it means to us when you subscribe. You also get some early content and other things. So please make sure you do that. Next. Oh, the book cocktail. Okay. So this has never happened before. Kat is our drinks maven, right? And Kat knows alcohol. She's very good at it. But this time, the book came with its own cocktail. So there's actually three versions of it. If you subscribe to the newsletter, you got uh, you got all of them. But this is the Gollum in Summer uh, cocktail. And I love, um, you're going to have to show us. Davey, can you zoom in on that? We have a lovely Gollum here uh, in the photo, but I think you have it as well, don't you? You do, yes. So this is our Gollum. This is our lovely Gollum figure. <laughs> And um and that's that's behind the cocktail there for us to oh you've got another one too. I took a picture of that one too. Um I love those. So many. And of course Davy, Davy actually has one too, but he was unable to share it tonight because he's I not do. he's
1: I'm stuck at the office. I didn't go home, but I, I had a friend <laughs> who taught at Prague in Prague for a year and she brought me home a golem as a souvenir. So I have one that from is amazing.
0: that's wow. super cool. I love it um i forget what's next davy is it's oh it's our youtube channel i'm so excited okay guys i thought this was never going to happen um I can't unlock a bunch of stuff on YouTube that I'm supposed to be able to do until we get 1,000 followers, which I just thought we'd never get. But we are at 744 right now. So there's a lot of you out there. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you do, then ultimately I might be able to unlock some things. I found out recently you can now watch us on TV as well, so you can actually get the channel on your television. Watch us big. Watch it like big heads you know, instead of the small ones. Um, So that's super great, and I hope that you guys will tune in. Please do subscribe. It's right there. Also, if you give a
1: thumbs up, that helps, too. Give a thumbs that up. That does.
0: Yeah. A little thumbs up. You know, you guys love giving thumbs up. I've seen you do it. Uh, <laughs> and next, I, The Peculiar Movie Club. Take it away, Davey.
1: I, I need Riva's approval on this one. because Reva, oh, okay. I, I'm spending a lot of time thinking of what movie fits the um, themes of your book. And how do you feel about The Bride of Frankenstein as a choice? Uh, it
2: is a, It is foundational.
1: It was okay. completely
2: foundational. I spend a lot of time thinking and writing about that film and people might not know, I found this out afterwards that the reason that Elsa Lancaster is walking so stiffly, do you guys know this? No. Um, it's not just that she's trying to look like a monster bride. Karloff, when he was in full makeup was over seven feet tall and Elsa Lancaster is not that big a person. So they put her on stilts. She is wearing stilts underneath that gown. Wow. So if that doesn't just make you worship, worship the bride, I mean.
0: Wow. That was a religious Excellent. experience.
1: Excellent. That's well. Cool. Uh, yeah, none definitely things. gonna use that on the podcast now. So <laughs> we do we do a bonus podcast for our listeners to give them some extra content so we find a movie that fits the same themes of the book. So uh, it'll come out uh, me and my podcasting partner Darren will watch the movie this weekend and get you an episode by next Thursday because uh yeah, also we got some great books coming
0: up in September so we got we got lots we of- do. We do. And the podcast, by the way, you guys, um, the podcast will get increasingly important to us. Um, I thought I had a podcast slide, but maybe I didn't. Maybe I just had the link. Uh, on the on the page but the podcast is also where we're doing some extra author content which turns up we did whale fall just recently for the launch so um you you do want to subscribe to the podcast you do want to thumbs up the podcast we are going to increasingly be putting um little tidbits there for you that uh, that you might not otherwise have access to so please do join us there it's 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 pretty great it's pretty great
1: and that's our oh, announcements. That's
0: our announcements. All right. So I, I missed a couple of questions that came in. So I'm going to backtrack up my little list here. First of all, Jennifer Pierce is here. She says, hi. I was a little bit late. Um, she's she's great. So I have a series. I have a bunch of mavens who uh, help me out with the show. And we have Cat the Drinks Maven. Jennifer Pierce runs our Goodreads. We also have um, a bookclub. is it bookclub.com or bookclub.org. Kind of forget. It's on our webpage um, that if you like, to have reminders that we're having shows, um, you can get them there. And that's that's run by one of our mavens. It's actually a really lovely thing to have so many uh, helpers helping me out. Because honestly, this is kind of a lot. Kristen's question is, I know it's notoriously hard to get publishers to include many photo and art inserts in a book. <laughs> How did you get them to scatter the beautiful color images throughout your book? And this is a question I have too, because they usually make you stick them in like a a sleeve or something
2: yep so here is here is the book in question and uh let's see let's find one mm-hmm. No, this one was just on that um animation um so when my book went up for uh bidding we it actually went to auction which
0: mm, okay found
2: and um we had uh, quite a number of amazing publishers bidding for it and yeah. the thing i told my agent that i really wanted was color on page um because you're right um normally there's what's called a signature which mm-hmm. is a section it's usually yeah it's a uh, photo paper that mm-hmm. are inserted in the middle or the back of a book and then when you're reading, you kind of flip to the picture and then you go back to the story. And because the story is completely tied in every way to the visuals, I really hoped that we would find someone that would commit to, um, that people call them illustrations, they're not. Illustrations are pictures that you make specifically to explain a story. It's more that my life, It are the images and yeah. the mm-hmm. story is a response to my life and images. So, when uh, we were talking to um, One World, the division of uh, Penguin Random House, they agreed to it and I about fell over. And I cannot say enough good things about One World. Um, it is run by a legendary uh, editor named Christopher Jackson who is probably the most accomplished and famous black um, uh, editor anywhere in publishing. And most of One World concentrates on BIPOC authors, but Mm -hmm. they have a few people doing queerness. I think I'm still the only one doing disability. No, I think I'm wrong. I think they just picked up somebody else, Um, but they really have had this mission to bring out uh, unheard stories and yeah. the thing is not only did they do that the book is just physically gorgeous like the, it paper, is. the font they really threw themselves into the project and I have to show you one thing for anybody who gets the paperback many people have the paperback and they never see this not the paperback I'm sorry the hardback this doesn't just but when I went to New York to see the final book they said we have a surprise for you so here's the book. And they said take off the jacket, and this is the British version and doesn't have it. Never mind, Randy. You happen to have the American hardback, do you?
0: I do, but it's like downstairs. I will go fetch it um, um, later. Yeah, a
2: secret. There's a secret cover. If you have the I American
0: hardback,
2: did not know that? There's a secret cover. Take off the dust jacket.
0: Oh, okay.
2: They did it as a gift. That was
0: awesome that so, is awesome so i will go check it out
2: all of all of them mm-hmm. so anyway moving on that i'm just very grateful to them
0: that is awesome no that is fantastic um actually one of the things i was interested in so okay i'm cheating you guys because i know reva in real life um but but I, I know you're really invested in this concept of of, of the monster and, um, mm-hmm. oh, it's funny, Amber's like, I always check under the desk. <laughs> Wise <laughs> woman that you are. Um, so uh, the, the where was I going? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I know that you're very interested in the concept of monstrosity and kind of a reclamation of monstrosity. And we were talking about our own, uh, we were asking about my monsters. And so so those of you who are, are listening today, Reva has asked a lot of people like, do you have a, a sense of yourself as a monster? Do you have your own private monster. And it turns out a lot of people do. So I'm curious to ask all of you while we're sitting here ruminating, um, if you have monsters. I'm just I'm just curious. I'm gonna let you ask the question better than I would, um, Riva. But I'm just fascinated to know, like, once you, I've laid awake at night thinking about this since you mentioned it.
2: <laughs> well, join the club. Um, I lay awake at night a lot. Thank you about this. Uh, so obviously the book is about my life as a monster. And the only way I've been able to understand my life is through um, tropes of monsterism and getting involved in monster studies, um, which is really fabulous. Monsterology. Uh, my friend Michael Chambers has an Institute for Monsterology at UC Santa Cruz that I got to visit. And just by the way, when I was out there, they were doing a whole festival and they had gotten a copy or created a copy of Der Goylem, the Yiddish silent film from, I want to say, 1921, something like that. And yeah. it had been in pieces. And Michael had looked all over the world with a team and found mm-hmm. fragments of Der Goylem everywhere. They reassembled it. They colorized it the way that... Uh, Different, there we go. There we go.
0: (laughs) That's Um, Davy. Davy's amazing like that.
2: Thank you, Davy. And they not only projected it full size, they commissioned uh, a new music ensemble to write a score. And so, I I mean, the hair standing up on my arms, just thinking about it. I got to see the restored Der and it is so much more moving. So anyway, they're studying monsters out there, and uh, they brought me out to do a a thing And so I've been thinking about portraiture and monsters Mm -hmm. and I'm doing a project I won't totally go into, but I'm going to be asking people to tell me about their monster selves and do collaborative portraiture. And what I want is a different way of thinking about what connects us and what separates us mm-hmm. and our secret selves and things that we carry secretly and the responses i've gotten already are just amazing and i feel like if i can make them visible mm-hmm. my work is so much about yeah. um, changing how someone feels about themselves and this right, is a different right. direction so i'd love to know you guys out there after i finish droning on here thank you for allowing me to do droning and you know bra, bra straps? Anyone, think? just send me a little, a little comment when my bra strap is migrating. Oh yeah,
0: no, totally fine. But, like I, you know, know, this is why I don't wear the things. Um, <laughs> but Joanna Rickard Hall says I think of myself as a ghost. Sometimes visible, sometimes scary, sometimes ethereal. I think that's beautiful, Joanna. That's actually, wonderful. that's really yeah, wonderful.
2: that would be so
0: that's much super cool to, to do. Yeah, that would be yeah. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I, I, I can think of lots of ways in which I'm a monstrous self and we're going to talk about that a lot, but I think it's just a fun, a fascinating concept. One of the things Kristen was saying in the chat is that she notices that, uh, that you Riva are are really good at defining yourself. You're very good at defining yourself. She says, "I also seem to be very good at defining myself. I don't know if you're right or not, Kristen." But she says she's bad at it. She never thinks about self. And I I was I I'm fascinated by that comment, Kristen, because I think um for me at least, being autistic, I've I've had to think about self. It was sort of foisted upon me. Like I didn't have a choice but to constantly sort of be evaluating self. So I wonder if there's something about um if it's something that comes natural, if it's something that is actually put on you, because I think you can just exist, but then the minute someone starts to question your existence, you're kind of thrown back onto this concept of self.
2: Well, it's a disability thing, primarily. Um, People are continually judging me every minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I leave the house, I'm walking into the sea of judgment, always. Mm -hmm. And dealing with medicine, as you do as well, having to say, I know that you think being this kind of disabled person or autistic person is this, but that's not how I experience it. And that's not what works for me. And this is who I am and this is how I need to live my life. This is a, a big question for me in medicine is when they're treating us, are they thinking at all about the kind of life that we're arguing for? Like, it's just, because treatment and um, selfhood are mm-hmm. not, you can't pull them apart. You do yeah. something with someone, you're changing their selfhood. So I think right. the extent to which you have to argue that, you learn to understand what, at least how you're seen from the outside
0: yeah i mean and, and i i'm a shapeshifter, so this gets complicated um and it's i i think pictures yeah <laughs> I, I know i'm all over the place <laughs> um uh, which and which that's not necessarily a problem for me but it tends to sometimes be a problem out there so i i think that's a really interesting idea that we have that this that um well, just like you pointed out to when when you were answering Kristen's questions about choosing the chapter titles, I find I have to find my way through books or poems or television shows, or and that's why representation matters so much when you can actually see it. And so, um, Davey, I put a couple of the paintings in in the file. I don't know if we could pull up a few of them. Um, yeah, I actually have
1: a website. Uh, ready to oh, you go. do. Okay. Any painting you want from our website, I can
3: pull up. And, too.
0: Well, one of the things that I I loved, and this is very interesting, because AI attempted to give an alt text for one of your. So, the, one of the ones that I like is the painting where you're in the woods, and you've got the carving, and there's the bones and everything. Um, so, I don't know if we could pull that one up. I also have yeah, it in our file. It's,
2: it's under self portraits. Yep. Uh, give me one sec. It's a really okay. Long.
0: Um, I like that one because so much of my Mythos of self and identity And monsters happens in the forest And so I really like this But what was interesting was AI Did not get this at all So AI's conception of this was Small boy and a dragon In the woods (laughs) And I was like wow I (laughs) Dragon is not I don't know that I pulled that out of there (laughs) small boy eating dragon in the woods.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Um but I but I love this image and there's and I always feel like every time I go back to it I see something else cuz uh originally I didn't notice what was on the tree in the background.
3: Mm.
0: So um and I still don't know actually what it is. It looks like a map. It's a dress pattern. Dress pattern. Oh, okay. Fascinating. She's
2: making a new body.
0: She's trying right. to
2: find a new body um in nature. And Got it. You know, so she's out there with a, a scalpel set, and yeah, you know, carving trees into something new,
0: right. So then, studies expect AI to write TV show scripts. I know it's concerning, isn't it? <laughs> we'll have a lot of shows about dragons and <laughs> <laughs> Um, But this is one of my favorites. Do you have a favorite that you that you would pick to show? I mean, I know I can't ask you if you have a favorite. Is there one that you would like to share with us that we can pull up quickly? Um. Um. Golly, that's hard. Mm-hmm, um, I know.
2: Does anybody out there have a favorite from the book? Or
0: yeah, does anybody? Um, I'm sure you do. Somebody. Sadie's very excited about the dress patterns, by the way. <laughs> um And again, they they might be answering, but it always takes everybody a little bit of time. Oh, these are fun. Oh, there is a dragon, though. We do have a dragon in here. There
2: is a dragon.
0: That one. There is a dragon.
2: The interesting thing about that is um uh so that's a big piece. I mean relatively it's bigger than people think. And it's I a lot of the work I do, um, and you have Mm -hmm. to really look at the at the material list, um, is Mm -hmm. 3D. So that is Mm. she's a charcoal drawing. That's my friend Sherry, who's an incredible painter. And she was going through a really hard time and sort of talking to me about her life, uh, in recovery, things like that. And so I was thinking about the fact that the things that we struggle with, if we can, uh, incorporate them, they often become where our strength is drawn Mm -hmm. from. Um, I think a lot about relationships too, about when you get through something hard with someone you love, the relationship is usually much stronger than if you um, were never challenged. But so in this case, this piece, she's a charcoal drawing, the rest of it, the wings are uh, organdy, the dragon is several different kinds of Japanese rice paper and a couple other papers. Uh, They're real peacock feathers Watch springs and jewels and um, yeah, watch little watchmaker screws um, in that's it. Great. So it's it's very material. Uh, most of the work I've been doing lately is um, is very physical.
0: Um, Sadie says she loves how the portraits are so very specific to the subject's story, and I think that that's something that is that really comes through in your own story too. Um, oh, yeah. See. And the shared creation of the one series, she said, what a brilliant idea. Yeah. The kind of sharing oh, the creations.
2: Um, if you go down to the guy with the blue chairs and just click on that, that is a series. It's most, I guess, the most recent series. And th- those are a little different. They're not as uh, elaborately finished because in that case um and i guess you guys know this um people come to sit for me and they commit to five sittings at least of three hours each Mm -hmm. and at the two hour mark i stand up and i put on my coat and get my person i leave and the person gets total control of my house which you see before me behind me here and uh permission to do anything they want anything, take stuff, break stuff, eat my food, sleep in my bed. People have done a lot of things. Um, but in exchange, they have to alter their own portrait. So they get about an hour, sometimes more if they need it. And then we repeat this at least five times. And so I have to leave more literal space for my partner. Um, so I'm not, I'm not filling everything up, but Mm -hmm. in some cases, the people are very, uh, forthright and engage and do stuff. And in some cases they're like, but you're the artist, I'm just gonna make a dot. I'm like, uh, no, please, uh, please get in there. And uh, there's um, one of them that's not in the book, the one on the lower left, that corner the man, like uh, right right there. Randy, when you come visit me, you will see this because it's one of the only- oh, yeah will not sell. And that is the author David Mitchell of Cloud Atlas and Sense8 and uh, Thousand Autumns of Jacob de Zuid, things like that. He was in town working with the Wachowskis on Sense8 um, with my friend Sasha Heyman for a summer. David lives in Ireland. And so he only had an hour and a half to sit for me and I was so nervous because he's my favorite author And it's just like, oh God, it's David and my choice. He's much better looking than this. It's much better. (laughs) I was so verklempt, you have no idea. And, but he couldn't stay to work on the drawing. So I said, okay, David, I'm gonna pack it up and give it to you and leave it for me before you, you know, leave it with Sasha before you go back to Ireland. So what I ended up with, it's, I don't think you can see this he used the drawing as a diary of his last six days in Chicago. So each one of those colors is talking about what had happened that day. And, and because he's David fucking Mitchell, he does a, a meditation on the meaning of that color in some oh particular color or other. And it's, it's so spectacular. It's just like, this is what happens when you let go. And you just yeah. say, hey, show me who you are, you know, take responsibility for your image and make me,
0: make me cope with it. So, so-, so David is, David is the absolute unit. Folks. We have a, a long running joke here that someone's always the absolute unit. So I think you're saying he's the unit. He's the absolute unit.
2: <laughs> he is defining avatar of all I want. So anyway, like I said, he's better looking than this.
1: I was gonna, I have to ask, did you, I know you, they didn't have to tell you what they did while you were out of the apartment, but did you come home and find your refrigerator empty or your your bed sheets messed up or?
2: Bed, yes. Uh, A few things missing from the fridge, yes. Um, My ongoing joke is if anybody finds my underwear on eBay, please call me. Um, You know, I I don't ask. The the concept is I don't ask and I try not to look that closely. Cause I just want to let go. You
0: right. know? Um, I, I, I couldn't it. help it though. I, I like notice if Mark's moved a chair, like two <laughs> inches, I'm like, Ugh, it's different.
2: <laughs>
0: well, when you come visit Brandy, I know you're going to run fully amok.
2: So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go out and get slightly drunk before I come back.
0: <laughs> I'll like rearrange the sofa and everything. Um <laughs> No, this is great. Oh, I do have a, a, another question I want to get to. And I know this question is going to open up a can of worms, though. So I'm going to save it until after our halftime and have show. And I question for the audience, too. So. Oh, you do? Okay, so we'll, we'll save those two questions for afterwards because it is time for our musical interlude. And today we are presenting Charming Disaster.
1: And hey, don't forget to go run your errand, Brandy, while we listen to the music.
0: What's my errand?
1: Yeah, go get the book.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. I'll go do that charming now. disaster. Here we go.
3: Hello, Peculiars.
1: It's us, Charming Disaster.
3: We're going to play a song we think you'll like. It's called Oro, Oro Boros. Boros. Try Of yeah. Caterpillar
0: time. Okay guys, sad news. I have the paperback. So now it's everyone's mission. Y'all got to go out and get the hardback and then we we have a big share session on our Facebook group page which we are up to 2,000 members on our Facebook group and almost 10,000 on our page now. So um, lots of people to share with. Um, We have today the Squid of the Month, because there's only one show in August, so of course we have to have the Squid of the Month. It is time, and uh, I would love to, to bring to the fore our squid expert, Sarah. Hello, Sarah.
4: Hello, it's nice to see you again.
0: Nice to see you too. What squiddy facts do you have for us
4: today? Today, we are going to be talking about one of my all time favorite squid, which I do kind of feel like I might say a lot because there are so many amazing squid out there and it's hard to rank them all. But we're going to be talking about the strawberry squid. Um Very nice. Which is also, sometimes called the cockeye squid because these squid Ooh. are really strange and unique. So let's take a look at them. So, all right, I'm ready. Squid live like about Uh, a thousand meters uh, below the surface of the water. So they're living in a pretty dark place um, and they are covered in uh, what look almost like strawberry seeds. Oh my gosh, yeah, look at them. They're like, yeah, they're tiny. Um, They, in this picture, look lovely and blue, but in a lot of pictures, they just look like strawberry seeds. And each one of those little strawberry seeds is a photophore. A photophore is an organ um, that produces light. And so, in addition to um, their light production, they also have um, very different eyes, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, these squid, uh, one of my favorite things uh, that I noticed on the internet over the last year is that this, these two images from Noah and Alice's uh, go around like every once in a while. Um, and a lot of people think that this squid is fake because it looks so brightly colored. So gorgeous. They're like, that can't be a real animal, but they are. So they have a Snopes page. Um, not many animals have to get fact checked for reality. That's, that's true. Yeah, but the strawberry squid does. Um, so let's take a look at uh, the next slide, which is where you're really going to see what these animals look like when they're oh uh, moving around. This is a video from the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute. I it's want a you little to- whipped cream on that. I know, it's delicious. Um, <laughs> you uh, imagine calamari with whipped cream. Uh, not my top choice, but they do really look like they'd be good with whipped cream. So, the cool thing about yeah. these squids, they're so cute. They have one little eye and one like huge globular yellow eye. Um, And the reason for this is that they're looking at very different things in their environment. So the little eye is looking for bioluminescence. So other glowing animals in their neighborhood right near them. And the really big globular yellow eye is looking up. And the reason it's looking up is it wants to tell the very, very faint differences between light coming down from the sun and Mm the silhouettes of animals swimming above them. They live so that the amount of light making it to them from the sun is like almost nothing. So they have this like amplifying globe on their eyes to pick up any photons. So those little bits of light to get into their retina. Um, and so that would be kind of a lot to take in if both of their eyes were like that. So they've got a mix of one little kind of regular sized squid eye. That's the one that we're looking at right now. And then yeah, the other side is just this like high power, serious business eye.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know, as an autistic person, I could get behind that. I'd be like, you know what? That's just there's too much coming in. We just need to, yeah. we need to shrink that down. Exactly,
1: yeah, I feel like if the peculiars have been doing their homework and reading all the books, then you might remember this from uh, Ed Young's book.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, Talking about the strawberry squid. Yeah. That's right. Well,
1: just the different eyes for different purposes and things like. Yeah. That. Yeah.
0: But it looks so much like a strawberry that I now want strawberries. <laughs> and it's this is the season,
2: I think. Does it? Does it? The eye actually um, produce luminescence as well. What is the
4: that's a good question. The green um uh glow around yeah. the cornea. That's really reflection back from the like floodlights that the uh, submersible is, is showing at them, the ROV, the remote operated vehicle. Um, the reason it's that color is that it wants to filter some of the light out before it hits the retina and the yellow is the best filter for the light that they're trying to detect the differences between. Does it have like a tapis lucidum sort of thing? Ooh, I don't think any cephalopods have uh the I, I don't actually know how to pronounce it. I've only ever read it and and taught it without having uh, uh read about it. the tapetum lucidum or however we pronounce it. That is the um for those who don't know the the part of the retina in some animals eyes. It's often iridescent bluish greenish yellow. Um it helps get like kind of amplify light that hits your retina. If you've ever taken a picture of your cat with the flash on and it looks like they're doing laser eyes, that's the tapetum lucidum shining back at your camera lens. Super I want one of those anatomical structure. I know. I want one too. I know. I want my own. It's not fair. Yeah, I think they're only invertebrates, as far as I know. There might be like, you know, things that are that do the same thing in other animals, but I don't know of anything like that in squid. It's fabulous. Really? <laughs> She's like counting clipboard. Squid, squid, squid. Correct. All right, so now we've got your question for the week. Um, if you've been paying attention to all of the squids of the month, you might remember this one, too. Like many squid, Grimaldi tothis is a creep. What makes it such a creep? What is it capable of? Does it, A, invert itself to look like a spiky ball? B, does it shoot blood out of its eyes? C, it squirts ink, but it doesn't release it from its mantle to make it look larger and darker than it really is? Or D, it makes one of its tentacle clubs look like a little baby squid puppet and then puppets it around trying to attract prey. Which of these things does Grimaldi Toothis do?
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, boy. I uh, I sort of remember something shooting blood out of its eyes, but I can't remember if it's this one. <laughs> Help me out here, guys. You guys remember? I kind of hope it's the whole like looking bigger and darker. <laughs>
1: Yeah, some of these are, some of these are pretty, pretty intense.
0: I want sh- to, shooting blood out of your eye though, that's great. Uh, Sadie says puppet. Sadie says puppet. I want it to be D. Lexi says puppet. What do you, would you say there? I want it to be All right. D. You want it to be D too? All right. I hope it's a puppet too.
4: Well then you're in luck because the answer is indeed puppet. It's D. Puppet! Um, oh my gosh the Squid that inverts itself to look like a spiky ball is is the vampire squid which is like vampire squid <laughs> yep but it's close enough um no squid that i know of shoot blood out of their eyes but certainly uh, horned lizards do
0: oh yeah that that's is- what it is
4: they're capable of doing um
0: and i do it if i'm really mad if i'm really
4: feeling upset look out. Yeah. So they uh, have one modified tentacle that has this like creepy little squid puppet that they even like make it look like it swims so that other animals are like, yeah, I'm a squid snack. And then they eat that animal. Well,
0: that's I mean, that's kind of like karma though, isn't it? I suppose like they were going to eat the squid, but then the squid eats that. I don't know. It's
4: a circle of life.
0: Thank you, Sarah, for being there for us to give us all the squid facts of the day.
4: Happy to hear. It.
0: Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we I know, was that fun? We have a quiz. We have Davy's quiz coming up too. But I first need to ask you a question. And this is a spiky question. And I know you and I have talked about it a little bit too. We don't have to go all the way in today um, if we don't want to. But the question was from Kristen, and it's way earlier here, and is we've been talking about this a lot. So we have covered the Mooter Museum here in Book Club. Uh, we've been talking about it a lot on our Facebook page as well. And partly, so I worked in museums myself and I have, I worked in medical museums. You have worked at the Mütter Museum. Um, and many of us in the club come down on different sides of this issue. We don't all agree on, on this, on the, on the case. So the question partly is, you know, um, some of the people who are most upset about some of the things that Mütter has done are in the disabled community. What's, what, what is your feeling about the Mooder and how they're kind of arranging themselves, how this has been, I know it's been handled, the whole thing's been handled disastrously, but do you have, do you have comments? I'm going to try and be succinct.
2: I I feel very large and intense emotions and opinions about this. Yeah. The one thing I will say, uh, and I think I, we talked about this earlier is that um, I don't see people like me on the street. I don't see people like mm-hmm. me when I go shopping. I don't see people like me. And by like me, I mean people who are morphologically different. Very right. often at all. And yeah. it's more true these days with curb cuts and, you know, accessible buildings, but not that much. Yeah. And I mean, there are good, there are right ways and wrong ways to do this, but. The Mütter for me is sacred because Mm -hmm. when I go there, what I see is the symphonic, what I call the symphonic nature of human morphology. There Mm -hmm. are so many ways to be a human and I'm intensely moved. I see myself literally and figuratively. Um, I see myself in bodies that are nothing like mine and I see Mm -hmm. other people like me at the Mütter having these incredible experiences. There aren't other places like this. This does not exist elsewhere. And the extent to which they hide or subtract things from the museum, they will never get anything like that back again. Mm-hmm. And the the thickness, the density of morphology and variants that a place like the Mutter, and there really are very few places like the Mutter anywhere yeah. in the world, I mean, you and I know a few of them,
0: um yeah what well, though they're, they're one of the big ones is closed
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah they're being taken apart shut down there's anxiety there's i mean
3: mm-hmm.
2: remains have to be handled ethically i'm not they do arguing anti-ethics in the least right But i think that there's um uh, a kind of uh i don't like the word hysteria it's got such a bad um history <laughs> but a uh, uh, panic uh, perhaps panic Yes, there's a um, morpho panic, and uh, they're making a lot of, I think, very unfortunate decisions mm-hmm. with zero transparency. So yeah. I am I am absolutely racked with
0: worry about what's going yeah. on. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. So it's coming from <clears throat> the the side of things where I was working with a collection that actually is a private collection, and they're private because they couldn't figure out how to be public basically with the kinds of things that they had ethically they weren't allowed to display what they have to the public this is in in texas actually um Mm -hmm. at a university in texas it's a beautiful collection but they're not permitted to display them publicly but it's a really important collection and so that you know we talked a lot about you know depending on how you have sourced your 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 remains your materials is is part of how that that decision has to be made all of hers came in as you can't show these to the public so she can't do that it's it's very difficult with the mutter because a lot of these were collected so long ago there's not always provenance for everything that they have and that that's some of the the difficulty um in the in the situation is not knowing exactly what to do and then making some very bad decisions early on that were a little bit reactionary um that have caused a lot of problems. So it's, it's been interesting, but one of the saddest things about the whole affair, I think, is that the two sides have gotten so entrenched against each other that now you almost can't have any, like the dial, I feel like dialogue should have been happening among all sorts of museums concerning these issues. It's, it's almost become so spiky and so charged that that not a lot of dialogue is happening. And I think that's the saddest thing that, that I've, that I've, I thought I at first I thought, Oh, this is really going to start great conversation. No, it's not. (laughs) It, It hasn't actually, sadly. But um, One of the problems I'll just
2: mention, to your point, is that um, I was speaking with a curator of medical history at the Smithsonian, Mm -hmm. and she said, when the Mütter makes a decision, it devolves on all the rest of us. Right. I mean, when the American History Museum makes a decision, it reverberates through the collecting world. So the things that they're doing at the Mutter are slamming into every Mm -hmm. place that has anything like this.
0: So it's a very bad situation. Mm -hmm. And there aren't very many of them. There was a really, really comprehensive one in France, but um, it's it's difficult to fund. It's very hard to fund these um, places as well. And yeah, uh, well, there's BART's pathology, too, uh, still. So there's a couple of them around, but yeah, it's, it's very, very hard to fund them. Um, so anyway, thank you for that. That was actually a really, really excellent take. I appreciate it. You said you had a question for our audience, and I feel like you ought to get to ask your question before we let Davey ask all, so of, all of his questions.
2: <laughs> mine's a little complicated. I'd rather see what other questions people have and whatever Davey's going to do. Mine involves having people get out their, their cell phones,
3: and oh, phones. Oh, cell phones. And they, if we
0: ran out of comments. So if we still have, if we still have, we've questions. We've actually almost run through the entire hour um, already, which is oh. which is amazing. Um, so, Davey, it is your time, my friend. I do.
1: I have so many questions about the book. I almost I don't know. even want to do the quiz, but the quiz is fun. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, Normally, sometimes the peelers know I lean on pop culture a little bit for my quiz, but I didn't even feel like that would be a challenge for you because you ran the gambit from, I mean, we start with the movie Heidi, right? And Shirley Temple, and we go all the way to like Buffy and Angel to, I I mean, there isn't a pop, have you just, have you lived all of pop culture? Have you experienced it all? (laughs)
0: She's actually 437 years old. (laughs) That's really close. I'm an extra in
2: everything.
1: Uh, Well, so there was something in the book that I I felt like I might be able to ask you about. And uh, you told a great story. Uh, I might not have felt great at the time, but it was a great story about uh, your elementary school and how it was haunted.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: Oh, and by the way, I belong to the Church of Carrie Fisher. And her basic tenet is if It makes a good story later, it was worth it. So, go for
1: that it. Is, that is a motto I have lived by. Uh, uh, literally, my mother knows I've gotten in trouble for things, and I said, Well, it's worth the story,
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, I'm calling this quiz Who are You Gonna Call in Honor of the Famous Ghost. <laughs> oh,
0: right, right, okay.
1: Three questions about some haunted schools out there. Lovely, so Ooh. uh. Our first, and the Peculiars are going to help you with the quiz. So okay.
0: yes. our first question you can, you can phone a friend. from
1: Nightmoot High School in Anchorage, Alaska. A grave was discovered underneath room 106. Ever since, a little girl is said to haunt the school's bathrooms, flushing toilets and flickering lights, roam the hallways humming little tunes, and can sometimes be found in the gym doing what? Is it A, climbing the rope, B, shooting baskets, or C, running lamps?
0: <laughs> okay. Well, While they're ruminating on that, I want to say Sadie Simmons was like, thank you for adding the Church of Carrie Fisher into my toolbox, to which Alexi Boylan was like, Amen.
2: <laughs> well, since the first things that it says that she does are all in Harry Potter, um, you remember the girl. <laughs> the, the,
3: the article
1: did acknowledge, yes, very Harry Potter. Yes.
0: Um, very Harry Potter. Amber suggests it might be A. That's what that's what Amber said. I love it. Uh, the oh, climbing the rope. Okay. Anybody else? Oh, shooting baskets? Oh, she
1: likes to
2: shoot
0: baskets. She's what? No. And you can I hear like...
1: that too, right? You, if you walk by the gym, you could hear that sound of the basket. baskets.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: foom, foom still. I, I want to Kristen. Kristen was gonna suggest it was C that she was running la- if I were a ghost, I would totally be climbing the rope though. Cause like you can't fall and hurt yourself, right? <laughs> right. Win win.
1: Um, for, uh, for our next school, we're going to El Paso High School in Texas. Many spooky things occur, including hallways oh. filled with mist, unexplained goo <laughs> dripping from the ceiling. But the graduating class of 1985 had the best evidence of ghosts because a an unidentified girl in white appears in their class photo.
3: Hmm. B
1: an unidentified boy appeared on the basketball court during senior night. Or C, a spirit once flew through the cafeteria, knocking trays out of students' hands.
0: Let it not be another basketball one. <laughs> Is this going to be all basketball ghosts, Davey? <laughs> Is there a trend? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I hope it's A. I love spirit photography. I hope it's A. Lexi says A. I'm going to go a. With a. Although it's Amber a class- said- it's a classic. Amberly says that school looks haunted as fuck.
1: <laughs> it, does. it does. Crazy things have happened. They, uh, there's a bunch of extra stories about this school, but the answer is, uh, and Reva, your final answer was A. A? A. It's a classic for a reason. No, it was A. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
2: there we go. People,
1: people in the photo said that they felt cold, You know, felt some of the classic okay. symptoms around them when the photo was taken, and they've preserved it uh, it was before photoshop so they don't think it's a photoshop thing but the, the camera negative does not have the girl in it oh that's funny um, so they have it framed at the school just in case the girl ever shows up to do, claim her identity.
0: you know i gotta I like say those though kids. you know <laughs> i i just love these things these are great but have you ever thought maybe the ghosts do the super like predictable ones because they're like, well, everybody knows those. They'll know it's sounds good. we go with that. Hey, okay, George, you got oh, a sheet. <laughs> a sheet again. Uh, All yeah. right. For our
1: last school, we're going to the middle of the country. Parker Road Elementary School in Florissant, Missouri, was built on the site of an old cemetery. The bodies were moved to a new site, but one was supposedly left behind and now haunts the school. Teachers have never seen her, only students. And she is described as wearing a black dress, having long blonde hair, and is it A, no mouth, B, no hands, or C, no eyes?
0: Okay, this is pretty creepy. (laughs) I don't know what would creep me out more, having no mouth or having no eyes.
1: I think in your book you talked about the the importance of hands, right? Did you say uh, in anatomy labs they keep the hands and faces separate, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, the face and the hands.
0: Yeah, um, hmm. I'm gonna say yeah. no hands. No hands. All right. what else we've got I'm some A's forever. and some B's. Joanna rickard Hall suggests B. Joanna rickard Hall, whose monster is a ghost, suggests B. So I feel like that's that seems pretty good. Amanda says A. I hope it's not I A. Mean, I think A would scare me a lot.
2: It well, <laughs> is very Japanese horror film.
0: Yeah, so yeah, another what? classic. Oh. So it's, it's the scariest thing about about the Matrix is when they do the no mouth thing. i just. Mm-hmm.
1: According to the students, the answer is no eyes.
0: No eyes. Oh goodness. Oh, wow. Huh.
1: So there you go. That so
0: would do it. That
3: so would
1: do it. You are not alone, Riva. There, there are many tales across this country. Many tales of haunted schools.
2: I. This is a huge gift to me, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is the secret cover. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're welcome.
0: Oh, and I did really- find out that, that Jennifer has the secret cover, but I don't know how to get her book into our view because she's not in the green At least <laughs> she can she can verify that it exists. Well,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, we'll just have she to she share. Said, on she book. said,
0: she, "Her, her, her, her." Um, she said shoes. She just said shoes. 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 So I think Need I think shoes. something something good is going on. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's good. But there I love is. this. I love it. So you had a creepy school experience. I was going to ask you, but I I have a question, but I feel like Davey, you get to ask a question because you never get to. So Davey, ask, ask your question. So I
1: wanted to ask you a little bit about writing the book. So you're very vulnerable with us in many different ways. And I I would say, you know, your medical history, your, your family life, your love life was, was, which one felt the most vulnerable to share? as you're writing?
2: Oh, God. Send me a text. Well, I will say that I didn't realize that it would result in people coming up to me in grocery stores while I'm trying to like, you know, buy soup and saying, <laughs> your mother, oh my God, your mother. Like, okay oh, can I please? Oh no, yeah. Please, but your mother.
1: Oh, do we have yeah, it, Brandy? There
2: we, there we go. That is on the secret cover. Oh so wait um, i gotta i gotta here we you go. know, I, think the,
1: I think in the audiobook because the audiobook's so inclusive with the descriptions i think it's in there that that description of that painting uh is in your audiobook
0: all right sorry
2: well i i think Back to you need to answer why i did that um it was very deliberate the thing is i don't really feel like my story per se is all that important to tell. I'm not that kind of egomaniac, I hope. Um, (laughs) But I I felt like the things that had happened to me had really illuminated a lot about the way the world works. And when I was really struggling uh, in my late 30s um, to come to terms with being disabled, I read a few key books. And uh, one was um, John Hockenberry's uh, uh, memoir and another was um, autobi- Autobiography of a Face by Lucy grayley and it was when they talked about the really hard raw, embarrassing, um, difficult stuff that I felt my heaviness lift and I knew that if I didn't go there that it wasn't going to do anything for anyone. I wasn't going to give anybody the sense of of companionship right. or recognition. So I just gritted my teeth. There's a lot I didn't say. There's a lot mm. there's a lot that's not in the book. I,
3: yeah.
2: I was more circumspect than it looks, um, I think. And also, every time I finish a chapter about someone, I sent them their chapter. Okay. And I said, tell me if there's something in here that is unbearable for you. And so there are a lot of stories that got taken out or amended because I had written something that people weren't prepared to disclose. Mm-hmm. So um, so I really tried to have a consistent ethic. I screwed up twice in the book and I lost two friendships <laughs> oh, because no. I, I didn't realize I hadn't sent them their chapters.
0: Oh no. Um,
2: and it got really ugly, but I really tried. And yeah. in the middle of all this, my editor left my I was working with someone named Victory Matsui, and we worked together for a year, and then Victory, without warning, <clears throat> left to establish a Buddhist monastery in upstate New York. Oh, and knew, just as we were going to copy edits. like you
0: do. So oh dear,
2: I got orphaned for a while, and then mm-hmm. Jackson was wonderful and took it on. But then there were a lot of changes that he wanted, and oh. so in the of all this, like. Michigana Maelstrom, I'm trying to remember who I sent what to and did I get it back and right? So, um, I tried. It was important. Yeah. But but please, people, stop coming up to me in the produce department and telling me about how you had the same surgery I did. I mean oh, no. I'm, but but I just I just lettuce. Let me yeah. go and go. Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh nice nice um so i i actually was gonna ask you if uh if you considered that ghost experience foundational because of your interest in monsters is why because i think ghosts and monsters i mean joanna rickard hall actually sort of just made that leap for us thank you joanna um that the ghosts are monsters in 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 a lot of people's understanding or they can be so you know was that sort of did that was it impacting or was it just sort of like another thing that that
2: happened well you know a lot of times when people have that kind of experience it does become central to their view of the world um they do get involved in sort of you know mystical spiritual Mm -hmm. supernatural things i didn't um i do believe in ghosts i don't know what they are i don't go Mm -hmm. seeking them but (laughs) Really, my monster self was more being surrounded by kids who were Mm. treated like monsters, going out in public with those kids, going out in public myself. Um, But the other thing, one of the first things you said tonight, Brandy, you're talking about magic realism. Um, I didn't do that on purpose. (laughs) It's how I see the world.
0: (laughs) Right, 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 Deeply symbolic. I love that,
2: yeah. so I guess that's
0: kind of I think that that's beautiful. I think that there's a real poetry to being a, a living person anyway. Um particularly if you're if you're a non-typical kind of person, I should say. Um I mean I'm neuroatypical, but I mean it's it's just a you sort of you got to write the script for yourself cuz the other scripts don't work. Oh that's right. What okay means- guys. Not- this is so cool. Do you know what these are oh. guys? Real Those new earrings. rat earrings.
2: Rat skull earrings, that. guys. I decided not to, but when you were talking about atypical, I just thought I would throw that <laughs> into you.
0: you are one of us, Riva. This is this is correct and good, yes. Rat skull earrings, I feel like all of us, if that was a gift I could give out for, for joining <laughs> the club, I feel like we'd have a lot more members. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But uh, there's probably enough rats in New York for us to do that. But uh, you know, it would be a messy process, and there, you know, um, who would cook the French food? So it was um, really, really wonderful. Well, I know. Sorry, I love ratatouille. Um It yeah, was really I wonderful having I you on tonight. I know we didn't get to your question for the audience, but you know what? We have a Facebook group. What if you send it and I can send it to the Facebook group, or if you're oh, not, or you could join the Facebook group maybe. Oh, it's complicated. Another time. Another time. another time another time okay peculiar equals atypical that is true amanda you are not wrong um i could go on forever i cannot believe that we are 10 past the hour already um so Thank i apologize you, to Sarah. all of you for 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 going over but i just want to there's so many more questions i have to ask that i haven't even gotten to yet <laughs> and i know you all probably feel the same I'm writing way. Another um, book. maybe He's writing another book oh
3: maybe excellent really that's good that's great
0: news um, as a result, so Amberly says she's gonna mess around with a three d printer, three d print some rat skull earrings tomorrow. Sadie says she wore a bat skull and vertebrate necklace when oh, they got when she got married. good. Um, Excellent. we want another time with Reva. We will get another time. <laughs> she's writing another book. It's okay. She can come back. um and and truly, Reva, thank you so much. You know i great. I heart you. you I heart so you much. big. Yeah. Uh, hang on with us just a minute as we as we uh, exit out for the show. Thank all of you for joining us. It is wonderful to have you here at a place where, if you're weird,
3: you're family. <laughs> you got the blue blues when you wake up in the night. There is no, no antidote There is no, no antidote There is no